The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. Today we are starting the first of our two semi-final matches in our 2023 patron tournament. In one corner, he may be annoyingly filled with trivia knowledge, but it won't spoil his game. It's bratty Maddie Coleman. Matt Coleman, welcome back to the show, and uh, remind the folks at home a little bit about you. I did not see that one coming. I wasn't sure who you were introducing there. Uh, uh, my name's Matt. I'm from Seattle. Um, yeah, it's early here, but I'm excited to be here this morning. So, In the other corner, you won't damn this trivia authority, because he'll be putting you down. It's Cheyenne the Man Fletcher. Cheyenne, welcome back to the show, and remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Uh, yeah, uh, from Tulsa. I actually played on the same team as Matt yesterday, which is exciting because mm-hmm. I'm hoping he used all of his knowledge yesterday and he forgot everything today. That's how knowledge works. It's pretty, there's a pretty good chance that might happen, so we'll see. All right, folks. Well, let's learn how to play our game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know Matt and Cheyenne just a little bit more. And since I've been on a uh, boozy bracketology kick, and they have uh, been doing their uh, their uh, sci-fi fantasy authors bracket. I want to know what is your favorite sci-fi or fantasy author? I don't read a lot of sci-fi or fantasy, um, but I, here's what I'm going to say: You only need I, one. I think this fits in there, uh, like the Gunslinger, whole like the Dark Tower series. Sure, I'll so, allow that. Yeah, I'll go Stephen King just because I love those first three books before he took like 25 years off all right i have the opposite problem that cheyenne does i read too much sci-fi and fantasy so narrowing it down is <laughs> hard but i'm just gonna go with a classic uh i mean he gave us blade runner what else do you need i'm gonna go phil k dick, <laughs> dick. <laughs> uh all right well both uh classic authors neither uh ones i would say i am a huge reader of. I have read a lot of Stephen King novellas, uh, and I did read. Well, I did the audiobook of the first uh, of the gun of the Dark Tower series, but I have never seen Blade Runner 
at all to this day, and I kind of refuse to as a point of pride. So Shyhan's going to get to go first today in round. Oh wow! I just stole that. You kind of backed your way into it. John's stubbornness, honestly, I think. (laughs) I am such a spiteful person. I I respect it. So I go first. Well, let's Mm -hmm. just get sports out of the way. Okay. And we're going to start off in the '60s. All right, and we have a question brought to you by Dustin Resch. Thank you, Dustin. In the 1961-62 season, Wilt Chamberlain averaged over 50 points a game and had his famous 100-point game. What was unusual about his gameplay that one specific season? What was unusual about his gameplay that one specific mm-hmm. season? Was it his free throw shots? I think he did something weird with free throw shots. I don't know if I need to be more specific than that. I that's... need you to be more specific. Oh, it's one of two things. Uh, did he do granny shots for his free throws? Free throw granny style is correct. Okay. Wow. Starting us off strong. And over to Matt. Um, I'll pick movies. Okay. And for that, we're going back to the 50s. In what 1951 Western does a cavalry captain have a great difficulty keeping the peace between his tyrannical colonel and an Indian chief bent on revenge. It's named after the 47th state in the Union, nicknamed the Land of Enchantment. Could you repeat it for me, please? (laughs) Sure. In what 1951 Western does a cavalry captain have great difficulty keeping the peace between his tyrannical colonel and an Indian chief bent on revenge? It's named after the 47th state in the Union, nicknamed the Land of Enchantment. I know what state that is, but I don't know... I mean, I don't know if there's a movie just called that. I was trying to figure out if it's around that. The 47th state, the land of enchantment. I'm pretty sure it's New Mexico. So I'm just going to say it's called New Mexico. New Mexico is correct. All right. I was in the same boat, Matt. I was like, is there a movie just called New Mexico? (laughs) Yes, there was. What year was Uh, that? What decade was that again? That was 50s. 50s. Okay. It was 51. All right, Cheyenne, your turn to pick a category. Just so I get to say it, and I'm going to run away. I'm so I'm, I'm just putting myself in a corner, and I'm screwing myself here. But we'll say, literature, coming at you. Coming at you, <laughs> yeah. And I know you're afraid of those comic book questions, but maybe it'll be the right one for you. And it's going to come from the 80s. What fantasy novel by British author Diana Wine-Jones, first published in 1886, was adapted into a critically acclaimed 2004 animated film of the same name, which was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. One more time, please. What fantasy novel by British author Diana Wine-Jones, first published in 1986, was adapted into a critically acclaimed 2004 animated film of the same name, which was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature? I have no ends on this. Um... Maybe we'll go with something. Uh, the Borrowers. The Borrowers is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? I don't think that I can. The author is completely not familiar to me. Yeah. Trying to think of what was would have been nominated for an Oscar in 2004. That's the year The Incredibles won the Oscar. But that you said just nominated, and that wasn't based on a book. Um, let's Spirited Away. Spirited Away is also incorrect. The correct answer is Howl's Moving Castle. I almost said that. I thought about going to 
Figuratively. That's my very first thought. Should have gone with it. All right. No points there. And we are over to Matt. What category would you like? Uh, television. Little TV from the 90s. Which Garden State College does Carlton finally attend in the last season of The French Prince of, El- of Bel-Air? The New Jersey schools. Trying to remember the last season of The French Prince of Bel-Air, and all I can now think of is them in the empty house looking around. It's the only memory I have of the final season. You smart kid. I assume you went to a good school. I'm just going to say Princeton. Princeton is correct. All right, back to Cheyenne. Uh, let's try food. Okay, we're trying that food from the 80s. In the early 1980s, what brand and its European counterpart, Candorel, were the first aspartame-based sweeteners to be sold to the public? Originally, the, po- the product had a slightly different name, but an advertising agency recommended adding an L to the end to imply its taste is the same as sugar. Okay, an L to the end? I can repeat the question if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I think I have it. I mean, I think I understand the question. I just don't know if I know the answer, but I'll listen. I'll hear it one more time. In the early 1980s, what brand and its European counterpart, Candorel, were the first aspartame-based sweeteners to be sold to the public? Originally, the product had a slightly different name, but an advertising agency recommended adding an L to the end to imply its taste is the same as sugar. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to have to. Like, also, I can think of is sweet and low, but that doesn't make any sense. So I'll just pass it. All right, Matt, can you steal? I, I'm not 100% sure, but the clues, I mean, you add an L to the end, and if it's the same as, my mind went to equal. Equal is correct. Nice. Yes, yeah, originally called Equa until someone okay. decided they needed to add the L. All right, Matt, you got the steal, and you get to pick your next category. Left, we've got music, toys and games. News and politics, fashion, and slang. Uh, news and politics. Okay. Decade is the 2000s. All right, and we have a question from Janelle Alvstead Matson. Thank you, Janelle. Launched in 2002, what site was America's most popular social media site before MySpace and Facebook? Um, the only... I don't know what this is. This is a word that comes to mind that I think was a social media thing. I think I've only actually ever heard of this in a stand-up bit about the early 2000s social media. But I'm going to say Friendster. Friendster is correct. All right, Cheyenne, let's get you some more points on the board. What category would you like? Oh, my goodness. Can we? I guess we'll go with uh, music. All right. And your music category or decade is going to be... The 2000s. What country star's 2005 hit, Alcohol, is sung from the title's point of view, including lyrics such as, Since the day I left Milwaukee, Lynchburg, Bordeaux, France, I've been making a fool out of folks just like you and helping white people dance. So bad at lyrics. Can we start this game over? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol. Since 2005 country music let's try i got two names of people that i don't really know anything about their music but i feel like they were popular at that time we'll try luke bryan luke bryan is incorrect matt can you steal um i've actually karaoke this song before i don't really remember it but i've heard it didn't go well uh i think this is brad paisley brad paisley is correct oh my goodness stupid cost coin (laughs) 
All right, Matt, you got that steal, and you get to pick your next category. We got toys and games, fashion and slang. Uh, let's try slang. Hey, three times the charm. It's the 2000s. What 2000s term for any large tote bag came from its use in a particular prehistoric kids show? I don't think I missed anything, but could you read it one more time? What 2000s term for any large tote bag came from its use in a particular prehistoric kids show? This is one of those very obvious clues that seems like it's screaming in my face about what this show is, and for the life of me, I just cannot think of a prehistoric kids show. Um, Yeah, I don't know that I have anything good here. Uh, Maybe I should have spent more time on Friendster in the early 2000s, and I would have known this, but... (laughs) I, I don't know. Toadie McTotebag. Toadie McTotebag <laughs> is incorrect. Cheyenne, can you steal? Uh, can I just hear it one more time? Sure. Yeah. What 2000s term for any large tote bag came from its use in a particular prehistoric kids show? I, I, a Barney bag. Barney bag is correct. Good job. I love you, Cheyenne. And I know you love me, but you really love that you got that question right. All right. Shane, you got steel, and you get to choose between toys and games and fashion. Oh, I know Matt loves fashion, so I'm going to just <laughs> help him out, and I'm going to do toys and games <laughs> just to be a good guy. Yeah, what a generous dude you are. <laughs> and it's the 70s for toys and games. All right, and we have uh, another question brought to you by Janelle Alvstead and Madsen. Thank you, Janelle. These egg-shaped preschool toys were designed to look like people and animals, with their signature feature being that no matter how much they wobble, they don't fall down. Weebles. Weebles is correct. All right, and that leaves fashion for Matt. That it does. Everyone's favorite. Hey, and it's the 2000s. And we've got another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. (laughs) All right. I imagine we're going to see a lot of Janelle's questions. Y'all should just hire her. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. We're getting it for free. (laughs) The early aughts version of this style was marked by hoodies, thick glasses, ironic graphic t-shirts, skinny jeans, and stubbed belts. Studded belts, excuse me. And possibly a Pabst Blue Ribbon. One more time. The early aughts version of this style was marked by hoodies, thick glasses, ironic graphic t-shirts, skinny jeans, and studded belts. And possibly a Pabst Blue Ribbon. So I'm hanging out on Friendster. Got my Barney bag next to me. What would this be? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just going to say hipster. Hipster is correct. Uh, nice. All right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? All right. We do have a little bit of a lead here. Matt has 60, but Cheyenne has made it uh, semi-respectable so far, but we can see what happens in the second half. He's got 30. All right. Well, Cheyenne got to pick first in round one, so, Matty, you're going to pick for him to start off round two. What category would you like to give him? He was so generous to me, so I will return the favor and give him fashion this time. Thank you so much, Matt. Anytime. very kind of you. Anytime. And we're going all the way back. To the 50s. Oh, that's even better. And we've got another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. <laughs> Literally, both Janelle's questions have been for this, I had in this category were used. This distinctive style of eyewear soared in popularity after Marlon Brando wore them in the 1951 film The Wild One. 
The lenses have a flat top but rounded bottoms, splayed outward. This style also nearly always has a second horizontal bar above the above the bridge piece. How do you what? What can you say that one more time? Mm-hmm. This distinctive style of eyewear soared in popularity after Marlon Brando wore them in the nineteen fifty one film The Wild One. The lenses have a flat top but rounded bottoms splayed outward, and the style is always the style also nearly always has a second horizontal bridge bar above the bridge. I have trouble reading today. I mean, I think I can imagine what the question is talking about. I just... Uh, uh, flip glasses. Flip glasses is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? Stan and I took very different approaches to this. He was trying to, like, diagram out what these look like, and I just heard the word sword, and I'm just going to say aviator. Aviator is correct. Oh my god, that was my first thought, but I was like, there's those Ray-Ban aviators, so surely it's not aviator. <laughs> Alright, well, Matt got the steal. Now, Cheyenne, you gotta give him a category. What category do you want to give him? No, I refuse. I quit. <laughs> Alright, stop the count. Stop the count. <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> it's not impossible. Uh, uh, I guess we'll go with literature. Alright. Literature coming at Matt. From the 80s. Oh, wait, nope. Reroll. From the 90s. Oh, Sherry, you you know we got Chris Claremont and Jim Lee to thank for the introducing this Marvel character in Uncanny X-Men number 266 from August 1990. I just wrote almost the same damn question <laughs> this morning. <laughs> I got to fix that for the, before the next one. Uh, and I even started off with Mon Cher. <laughs> same thing. Uh, Gambit. Gambit is correct. All right, Matt, what do you want to give to Cheyenne? Let's give him music. All right, right, music, and it's from the 70s. All right, this is a question I call Shakespeare a song. I have Shakespeared up the lyrics to this 1977 hit. I pass. (laughs) He he did say he hates lyrics. (laughs) And the brighten up mine own existence. Thee giveth me desire to carrieth on. Thee brighten up my own days and filleth mine own nights with song. Okay, I'm going to have to ask you to do that again. Sure. And thee brighten up mine own existence. Thee giveth me desire to carrieth on. Thee brighten up my own days and filleth mine own nights with song. And you said 77? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to go from that angle. Um... You want the song? I want the song, yes. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't. I'm going to have to pass. I, like, I can't even make a, even like a stupid guess. All right, Matt, can you steal? No, I might just exit stage left right after him. I got, I got nothing. Um, but I want to rock and roll all night. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day is incorrect. Adam, you got a clue? I got to guess, but I'm not sure if it's right. Is this the, the You Light Up My Life? You Light Up My Life. That's what I had in my head, but I don't know the name of that song. You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone is correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. like, I should have just said that. I was like, I was singing it in my head, but I was like, it, I don't know the name of this song. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have lost points by even if it was the wrong answer. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now I don't know where we are, so. Uh, Matt is picking for Cheyenne. All right, Matt, what do you want to give Cheyenne? Wait, oh, no, wrong. No, he just picked that music wrong? for me. He just picked yeah, Okay. Yeah, see, I, I get screwed up, too. All right. Even Adam, you know, the best of all time at this. <laughs> Even I make mistakes. 
Adam, you've lost to me on this game before. <laughs> I, no, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I lost a lot of people. We're about, we're well, about even, though. We're about yeah, we're yeah. one one. We'll pick news for Matt. All right. It's the 80s. And we got another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. <laughs> All right. It's like playing a game of Minesweeper, and just a whole, there's a whole bunch of Janelle. <laughs> she, be, she sent in a bunch of questions, yes. and I just started filling up my empty spaces oh, with yeah. them. So. Now we appreciate it, Janelle. Paula Hawkins, a Republican from Florida, became the first woman to be elected to this office without following her husband or father in the job. Can you read that one more time? Mm-hmm. Paula Hawkins, a Republican from Florida, became the first woman to be elected to this office without following her husband or father in the job. Not a lot to go on there. Um, I'm going to say she was, I don't know, I'll say she was elected governor. Governor is incorrect. Cheyenne, can you steal? Uh, I I don't think I can. I I remember the name, and I'm trying to remember where the, I'll say senator. Senator is correct. Nice. All right. Cheyenne got the steal. Now, Matt, you got to give Cheyenne a uh, category. Let's go food. All right. And that will be from the 60s. And we have another question from Janelle. Y'all are picking out all my (laughs) Janelle questions. Using them all up. Uh, All right. We're just going to swap out John for Janelle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. J for J. What American fast food chain was founded by John Turner in 1969, serving tacos and other West Mex food, including its signature, Potato Olays. The restaurant can now be found in 22 states, mostly in Middle America. Okay, I don't think we have this in Oklahoma. So, can I hear it one more time? Mm-hmm. What American fast food chain was founded by John Turner in 1969, serving tacos and other West Mex food, including its signature Potato Olays? The restaurant can now be found in 22 states, mostly in Middle America. I mean, I feel like I'm somewhere in Middle America. If we have this here, then I'm going there after we get done recording. Um, I know when we drive up to Colorado, there's a thing called Taco John's, so I'm going to say that. Taco John's is correct. Oh, okay. nice. All right. Cheyenne, we've got movies, TV, toys and games, sports, and slang. Which one do you want to give to Matt? I'll give him slang. Okay. I don't know how that's lasted this long. <laughs> It's uh, from the 70s. Though popularized by a Steve Carell character in the 2000s, what sexually charged forward phrase first? Uh, what sexually charged forward phrase's first documented use was in a 1975 Chevy Chase Weekend Update skit. I'm gonna assume that's what she said. That's what she said is correct. All right, Matt, what do you want to give to Cheyenne? Uh, toys and games. And it's the 80s. There'll be no sleep today in what 1985 board game by Milton Bradley that had players try to remove little plastic insects of their color from a vibrating mattress with oversized tweezers. Gross. Um, let's, uh, okay, can I hear it one more time? There'll be no sleep today in what 1985 board game by Milton Bradley that had players try to remove little plastic insects of their color from a vibrating mattress with oversized tweezers. I've never heard of this, but uh, bedbugs? Bedbugs is correct. <laughs> All right, Cheyenne, we've got movies, TV, sports. Looks like that's it. That's it. Which one do you want to give to Matt? I feel like he's good in all of these. So can I give him fashion again? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got 
both fashion questions, just so you know. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll go sports. Okay. Sports for Matt, and it's the 70s. And we got another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. <laughs> Love it. This is the Janelle podcast. That's right. Steve Blaz disease, named for a Pittsburgh pirate whose career was effectively over after his 1972 season, is more commonly known by what name? No idea. Um, can you try repeating it one more time? Sure. Steve Blaz disease, named for a Pittsburgh pirate whose career was effectively over after his 1972 season, is more commonly known by what name? I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this person before. This is tough. Um, say 70s baseball. It's pretty in my wheelhouse, too, and I've just never heard of this. Uh, I don't know. Um, what would you get in Pittsburgh? I don't know. Maybe Ricketts. <laughs> Ricketts. <laughs> it's incorrect. Uh, Cheyenne, can you steal? Uh, I don't think so. But uh, Maybe they decided to also name ALS after another player. So I'll say ALS. ALS is also incorrect. This is the Yips. Okay. So it actually has an official name. All right. That's good. That's tough. Nobody got that. Janelle, uh, Janelle, you finally stumped him. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, All right. And, of course, now I'm lost. Uh, Now I do know for certain. Matt is picking for Cheyenne. (laughs) And we have movie and music. No. Movies and TV. Movies and TV. Yeah. Uh... Cheyenne can have TV. Okay. And it's the 60s. Oh, thanks. Set in 1983, at that time, 15 years in the future, what series tells the tale of a, of the crew and passengers of a suborbital transport ship named Spindrift? In the pilot episode, the ship encounters a magnetic space storm and is dragged through a space warp to a mysterious planet where everything is 12 times larger than on Earth. I think actually, uh, movies. I think you misheard him. They said movies. That's <laughs> no. TV. Yep. Uh, maybe it's Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? No. Um, never even heard of this. I have no idea. Uh, Fantastic Voyage. Fantastic Voyage is also incorrect. Uh, this was the show Land of the Giants. All right, and that leaves movies for Matt. Does, and his decade will be the 60s. And we have a question from Jamie Toon. Thank you, Jamie. Oh. Adrian is the name eventually given to the titular character in what 1968 horror film? That's one of two. Uh, which one is it? I'm going to say The Omen. The Omen is incorrect. Cheyenne, can you steal? Can I hear it one more time? Adrian is the name eventually given to the titular character in what 1968 horror film? I wish I knew. What was the other thing you were thinking, Matt? That would really help me. <laughs> the right answer, I'm certain. So <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of a 68 horror film. I think this is after 68, but I guess I'll go with it. The Exorcist? The Exorcist is also... Yeah, correct. Matt, was what was the other one you were thinking? Is this Rosemary's Baby? It is Rosemary's oh. Baby. Oh, mm. I didn't hear titular. Yeah, that, the, I didn't hear titular the first time. Otherwise, I would. Yeah, because uh, the Omen's quite a bit after sixty-eight. All right, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? 
All right, Matt has maintained his lead yeah. as he has 90, but Cheyenne is still not that far behind with 60. All right, well, Matt, you are going to get to pick first. What category would you like to put into the final round? I'm going to try not to have the yips and go with sports this time. Hopefully it works out better this time. The decade will be the 90s. All right, and Cheyenne. Okay, I, I've got to be strategic about this, and we will try... Like, we're going to cross our fingers that it's actually literature and not comic books. Though Those are still literature, sir. <laughs> People read those. It's helpful. It's good. You learn. We're going to go with literature. All right. Literature coming at you. Oh, yeah. I should have said and that. Literature. <laughs> and it's the 60s. All right. So, based on 90s sports and 60s literature, go ahead and write down your bids. No, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, here is your 90s sports question. Before Roger Federer obliterated every tennis record in the books, who was known as the King of Grass, totally dominating Wimbledon in the 1990s? From 93 to 2000, he won Wimbledon seven times and held the number one ranking in the world for a total of 286 weeks. And your 60s literature question. What 1960 D.H. Lawrence novel follows Connie and her dispassionate, dispassionate marriage to Sir Clifford, a wealthy landowner? After a disappointing affair with the playwright McAllis, Connie turns to the estate's gamekeeper, Oliver Mellers, who awakens her passions. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am going to ask everyone out there to go check out the BFOP Network. Dot com. That's BFOPnetwork.com, and you guys will find all the different types of fantastic nostalgic shows. There is something out there for everybody, I guarantee it, at BFOPnetwork.com. Whenever you're in, Matt, I'm in. Because I've got, I'm thinking about it, but I have an answer. But I don't know if, if I come up with something, I might change it. But All right. I have the best answers that I'm going to come up with. All right. Let's find out what you put. Shine, since you were behind, what were your answers to the questions? Uh, all right, for the uh, 90 sports, hoping it's Sampras, and then the I don't know I. There's a book called like On Human Bondage, so something like that. So I went with that. I don't know. And Matt, uh, I also agree that it's Pete Sampras. No idea on the literature. It said Lady Chatterley's Lover. Well, let's find out the answers in 90 sports. The king of grass in the 90s was indeed Pete Sampras. And your 60s literature question, the 1968 D.H. Lawrence novel, was Lady Chatterley's Lover. Nice. So not much drama going on here, but let's yeah. find out what the final mm -hmm. score was. Cheyenne, how much did you bid? I bid 35. And Matt, how much did you bid? Uh, 31. All right, Adam, it's time to use them math skills and let us know what our final score is. All right, with a final score of 121 to 25, Matt Coleman is continuing into the finals of our tournament. Very All right, about this. congratulations, Matt. It was a hard-fought game, gentlemen. Yeah, that was a good one. And uh, Adam, who can he expect to go on yeah, to face job. in the championship? Yep. Yep, uh, Matt will be taking on the winner of our Jeremy Goodson versus Scott Barber episode that uh, John and I will be recording later today uh which we're excited about so it's going to be a darn good finals no matter what 
All right. Well, Matt, we'll hear from you then. Cheyenne, unfortunately, this is the end of your tournament run. Now is your time for, uh, you know, cursing comic books or anything like that. Uh, yeah, no, no. Also, I'm just rooting for Matt now to take them down. I know both Jeremy and Scott pretty well. And Matt, win. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. All right. Well, that's Adam and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. We wrestled the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Your mother is in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. We hooked the fisherman killer Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer. Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return Revenge Resurrection Podcast as we go toe-to-toe with the ever-resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times. Be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic to David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale. I shot him in the heart. We cover it all, the good, the bad, and the bloody. Return Revenge Resurrection, a podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday, available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone!